Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to Monster 8 the Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday night, so it's time for three songs of the week. It's time for some other ramblings. We'll go over some fun stuff I did with my good pal Jake the other day. If you've not heard the episode, Two Cute Kids, go out there and find it. Episode 45, Two Cute Kids. It's wonderful. It has, in my mind, the best moment in the podcast history so far. And it came from the wonderful mind of Jake, the warped odd mind of my good pal Jake known him for damn near well 25 years probably close to 25 years I think we probably know each other about 8 8 or 9 became good friends in 8th grade we talked about that lots of different stuff we covered in that fun conversation but we'll get to that that's right it's uh it's a uh, Sunday so you know you know we know we know what to do if you've liked what you have heard you spread that good word Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and Anchor. Anchor is the sponsor of the podcast, so thank you so much for that. Damn, I'm getting so damn good at this. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, it was a good time. It was a wonderful time. Yeah. Uh, I kind of completely just blanked. What else do I do? Yeah, if it's your first time tuning in, welcome. If it's your second time, welcome back. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, it's Sunday. Three songs. Not a lot of sports talk. I guess the World Cup started up today, but who gives a shit about that atrocity? Um, I don't even know who won. Long day at work. I don't know. I kind of forgot it was starting this soon. I thought it had like another week before it started. It's like jamming it all. Who gives a shit, man? It's it's just, hey, this human rights violation is constantly staring you in the face. Root for your team, pal. I don't care. Dumb. Dumb. And I have this really squeaky mic stand. You know how annoying that is? I think you could hear it at the very beginning of the podcast with Jake. Um, I think that's why we all start cracking up, because I was going into the intro, and that thing, like, squeaked. This is a brand new mic stand. I just bought this thing. That's the You know, I was I think I was complaining about this a couple weeks ago, how I bought, like, mic stands, and one immediately broke, so I had to go buy a new one. That may have been a completely different episode of podcast. Maybe a completely different mic stand. I just bought this one. And it's already... Get that WD-40, man. Oh... What a way to start the show, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot written down. I feel like I've had a whole bunch of stuff to talk about all week, but I don't know. I, I don't think I wrote any of it down. We'll have a little bit of sports talk. There was some stuff that's been going on. Um, 
I think we're going to talk a little bit about movies, a little bit about TV, maybe. I don't even know if I've watched hardly any of that. I've been watching Aggressive Development like crazy, which is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show. I know me and Jake touched on it. Um, so, I don't know. Further ado, I actually do have a Springsteen Song of the Week tonight. I actually remember that, hey, I need to have myself ready for a Springsteen Song of the Week. Because, uh, like I said, moving it from Wednesday to Sunday has thrown me off in, in like, um, and my mental preparedness to do it, because usually Sundays are so focused on certain things, and then um, I feel like the mic's going in and out in my headphones. I think this is better. I'm in a different room tonight as I'm waiting for the, um, what you would call it, the uh, desk, which I need to go get and then put together. I think that's going to work, because it was, it was, it was flopping around, flopping around. I gotta get the desk and get it put together, then I gotta reset up in the music room with the podcast. I'm in my little nook room. I got the piano. I don't know if you heard that or not, but I've got it set up in here. And, um, I have, <laughs> I think I've talked about this. I, I love my apartment, but the one thing that really bothered me was that they painted all the doors before I moved in, but they didn't do it properly, so they didn't sand it down before I paint. they painted so none of the doors close properly, <laughs> so they're all kind of like ajar most all the time, um, which is frustrating, especially when you're trying to close stuff or friends go in the bathroom and they're sitting there just trying to get the bathroom door closed. I sit there just trying to, you know, I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll be right here watching. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, but the other issue is that the outlets are horrible. Like the outlets are bad. Like, they're loose or something. Like, they're too big. I don't know what it is, but, you know, you give, like, a little wiggle and they fall. Like, anything plugged in falls out. There's only, like, one good one in the entire house. So, hopefully, I don't have any of those issues while I'm in this room. Um, God, that squeaking is driving me up the wall. Hopefully, it's not driving you up the wall. It's probably something you're not even noticing until I'm pointing it out. Um, yeah, but I don't have that much written down or ready to do tonight, so we're just going to have a good time. Uh, we'll do, I'm not sure, how about we just jump into the Springsteen Song of the Week? Why not? You know what I mean? Uh, might just have to remember how to do it. That's right, the Spring, the Bruce Springsteen Song of the Week. I could do a vocal effect on that, couldn't I? Let's not do too much. We're getting a little crazy here, Brandon. Let's just, let's just focus. This is from The Ghost of Tom Joad, one of the great records, 1995 from Bruce. It was kind of one of his, it's probably his best record Post Born in the USA, it, yeah, it was definitely his best since Born in the USA. I'd put it up there. It's like it's like his. Uh, it's like the tin. It's like how the best way to put this. It's like somebody who, yeah, it's somebody a decade later looking back on Nebraska and getting in that same mindset. Talks about the goddamn squeak. Um, you know, you obviously got the ghost Tom Joe, which is what. Oh shoot! What's the reference to Tom Joe? Come on, Brandon. You should know this. You should know this, Brandon. Let's find it. The Grapes of Wrath. Duh. Duh. Um, yeah. This is a fantastic record. It's not the song of the week, though. Song number week is song number three. It's all about a bank robber and his lady. It's Highway 29. I love Ghost of Tom Jordan because uh, it's all about those down-their-luck characters who uh, life didn't give them a fair shake, man. Didn't let them get the opportunities. You know, we're in the land of opportunity, and an opportunity gone away. So, you know, we're all kind of uh, forced to do bad things to try to get by. You know, life's not playing fair, man. And this is one of those beautiful songs about it. It's a nice little acoustic track. Uh, wonderful stuff. Bruce is this the almighty, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back with the Springsteen Song of the Week. Here we go. 
Small talk, that's where it should have stopped. She slipped me a number, I put it in my pocket. My hand slipped up her skirt, and everything slipped my mind. In that little roadhouse on Highway 29. Small town by was a mess. Till I had a gun, you know the rest. Money on the floorboards, shirt was covered in blood, and she was crying. Heard me weeping, son. On Highway 29, in a little desert motel, the air was hot and clean. I slept the sleep of the dead. I didn't dream. I woke in the morning, washed my face in the sand. We headed. Sierra Madres, cross the borderline. The winter sun shot through the black trees. I told myself it was all something in her, but as we drove, I knew it was something in me. Something had been coming for a long, long time. Something that was here with me now on Highway 29. The road was filled with broken glass and gasoline. She wasn't saying nothing. Just a dream. Wind comes sighing through the windshield. All I could see was snow and sky and pine. I closed my eyes and I was running. Yeah, I was running and I was flying. Simple, elegant, beautiful. Great songwriting, great storytelling within that. You know, money on the floorboard, shirt was covered in blood. She was crying, her and me heading south on Highway 29, you know. The small town bank, it was a mess. I had a gun, you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, like I said, two down on their luck characters coming together to this kind of, you know what, take back what's theirs, man. Take back the opportunity that was taken, that was never given to them, not even like taken from them, never given in the first place. I think a lot of us identify with that. This thing is too far away, and it's, oh man, I need the WD-40 so freaking bad. I think I'm just going to take it off, and I'm just going to hold the mic tonight. Why not, huh? Maybe because it's stuck. 
world-class podcasting right here. Wait a second. Oh, I fixed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. God! <laughs> uh, wait a second, which way does it go? Deal with this, ladies and gentlemen. We're dealing with it. Oh my god. <laughs> what a night. What a night we're having, aren't we? This is the Monster Ate the Pilot show in a goddamn nutshell. There we go. There we go. Get this thing out of my face. Get this thing out of my face before I before I, before I freak out, man. I'm going to turn into a diva. Turn into a diva, man. We're going to turn into a diva. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I can only be mad at my producer. My producer is myself. Oh, man. Anyway, what a beautiful song Highway 29 is off the Ghost of Tom Joad. Fantastic record. I don't think I actually own the Ghost of Tom Joad. I actually know I do own the Ghost of Tom Joad, the record. Fantastic. 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 Uh, great record. Like I said, it's basically just the 90s version of Nebraska, which is great because Nebraska sometimes is my second favorite Bruce record. Sometimes it really does creep into number one, but you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, it takes over Born to Run. It's just such a great record. Now it makes me want now, since I'm talking about Nebraska, I might just, you know, go into the music room, turn the Govey rights to red, and listen to the entirety of Nebraska before I go to bed tonight. Why not? I can do whatever I want. Single Brandon can do whatever he wants all the time. It's wonderful. My money's my money, man. Where am I at tonight? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that was the Springsteen song of the week. First time, probably, what, about a month? What, since, uh... I think Dead Man Walking. So I had a little mid-90s kick of Bruce going on right now. Um, which I haven't, you know, I've never really got into mid-90s Bruce that much. Like, you know, I kind of liked Lucky Town and right, 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 yeah. Uh, Human Touch, I never cared too much about it. I know some people fucking love Tunnel of Love. Like, that's like one, they think that's a great Bruce record. I think it's kind of bleh. There's like two good songs on it. Like two I mean two like really, really good songs. I'm not saying like the whole thing's bad, but two really good songs. It's just like it's the eighty production that kind of annoys me on Born in the USA, but it really annoys me on Tunnel of Love. I don't know. What do they know? I know more than they do. <laughs> uh, I bought myself some new shirts this week and I'm feeling wildly confident, man. <laughs> I don't know. We're all over the place, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a chore. It's been uh, it's been a fun week, I guess. You know, like I said, having Jake up here, you know, finagling him, and you know, basically having ulterior motives of why I invited Justin and Jake over to make sure we got this uh, get this wonderful uh, piano moved. I'm so glad it fit the way I thought it was. I got it underneath my "Keep Red and Never Walk Alone" and my "This Is Anfield Liverpool" posters. Uh, right above that is the 2019 Champions League winner thing my mom bought me. Bam! Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Well, I guess we got uh, Thanksgiving coming up, so I guess a lot of people will be traveling. But stay safe. It's been so freaking cold. Like last night, I came home from work, and uh, the wind was like literally knocking my car off the road. And then it started snowing, and it got like white out really bad to the point I'm like, we're kind of in the shit right now. Like, you know, one of those moments when you're kind of driving. Uh, like you leave your house sometimes, like you know, I gotta have, I'm gonna have to go pretty slow here because it's rough. And like all of a sudden, you get in, I'm like, we're kind of in a situation here, man. 
Like every time I hit the gas, my like uh, no um, no traction light was coming on. I was like, we're kind of in it. We're still like 20 minutes from home. So ugh. it was rough, but you know, made it slowly. And surely we won the race, man. Tortoise in the hair. Learned that shit in elementary school or something. Um, yeah. I think, uh, but yeah, but going back to the podcast with Jake, and I said the greatest moment in the podcast history happened, and I believe, I think anybody who listened to it might know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the name of the fucking episode. Um, the two cute kids, the cute kids thing that Jake brought up. Like, I don't, children don't think that way, do they? I don't really think, like, a six-year-old running around is like, man, I'm way too cute. I might get kidnapped. I don't think kids think that way. At all. They're not aware of problems. I don't think there's like a four-year-old running around like, man, the Middle East is just messed up. I'm not sure how I can continue to play tag out here on the playground while the Middle East is the way it is. I don't think that's a thing. So I don't think kids think about being kidnapped. I mean, that's why they fall for the candy bits or whatever. You know what I mean? So I, I, th- I think Jake was way off base there. Yeah, it's like that means you're not a cute kid. I don't know about that. I think, uh, I think, um, I think his conclusion is correct, but his reasoning is not. Oh man, but I, I, that might be the most genuine laugh I've had on this podcast. Like when he said that, that was just so. One, it was out of left field. Listening back to it, it comes out of nowhere. He just says, "Were you?" I can't remember what I said. I think I said something about my mom, and he just says, "Are you cute, kid?" It was great. Yeah, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it now. Um, you know, make sure you do the things other things do. You can like it. You can you can ask questions. I guess now I think it's posting. What do you think of the episode automatically on Spotify? You don't have to answer anything. You don't have to engage if you don't want to. But it's nice. I swear to God, I got the mic off the thing and it's still squeaking. Get this thing out of my face. Ah, oh, Diva Brandon. I talked about that writing stuff. It made me think about going back to it. Like I talked about that. Uh, it was like the what was it like the thing I was talking about writing like a TV show type thing. Like the TV show called Gutterland. Um. And I did not come up with Gutterland myself. That's a song by Red City Radio that I thought worked perfectly for that story retroactively. I'm like, oh man, that's the that'd be the perfect name for that story I was writing or the stuff I was working on six, seven years ago. I thought about going back to it or at least trying to flesh it out more and understand what it was about or what it needed to be. But I've got so much stuff now I'm working on that I don't know when I'd ever get around to it. I'd have to put a lot of the podcast stuff on hold to write a TV show that'll never get made. Also, I don't know shit about writing a TV show <laughs> at all. I've tried I know Scrivener, which is what I usually write through, has a way where you can make a template, or you, like it's template for screenwriting. Um, I've tried it once or twice here or there but it just never, I don't know I just never dug into it too much. I like Scrivener a lot. I remember writing a book way back when, a novel. I got like 50,000 words in. Then realized I hated every single character I had created. It was awesome. You're like, man I hate this person. Can I kill him? I could, but then it doesn't make sense because he's been the main character, you know. And the main character is based on me, so back then I did hate myself. So, you know, I don't hate myself as much anymore. still have my days, but everybody has their days, right? We all have days where we don't like ourselves. We look in the mirror and you just go, ugh, this? I got to deal with this today? You know? But, you know, those days are few and far between, and they're not as extreme because, like, I think I've talked about it quite a bit. You know, I used to, I got to the point where I spit at myself. I caught myself in the mirror. That's rough times. Rough times for anybody who had to go through that. Hopefully you're not. I know this time of the year is kind of the roughest time for stuff like that. Everybody's going to see families. Uh, you get to the end of the year, which kind of automatically brings up the feelings of closure or the feelings of ending just because you're about to restart the year. 
So you, you have you naturally kind of look back on the year that was and like, did I accomplish enough? Did I get stuff done? Did I do the things I said I was going to do a year ago? And majority of people, no, you didn't. You didn't get as much done as you wanted to. Of course, nobody ever gets as much done as they want to. I don't think anybody ever leaves this world with like zero regrets. You know, I think everybody has something. Like, oh, if I only could have done that, you know. I think even the guys are sitting there, they're holding the hand of their 80-year-old, or their, you know, they've been married for 80 years, holding the hand of his wife's like, if only I would have told, what, Cherry Valance way back in the day, outsider's reference, um, that I loved her. What would have happened? Wouldn't she be here right now? I liked her way more than I like this old bag. <laughs> I'm a funny guy, let me tell you. Let me tell you, funny, funny guy here. I like how Jay called me a sad clown, too. What a dick. <laughs> oh, no, but we're going to keep working on getting more people on the podcast. I don't know if it'll be as quick a turnaround time as this past one was. It ended up being, what, like two weeks in between? Two or three weeks between Lauren and Jake? Um, I don't know if it'll be that quick next time. Um, I'm still, I, you know, I'm kind of flipping coins on who should who should it be. Who should I bring on? And once again, if you want to be on the show, let me know. I'd love to have anybody on, you know? Like I said, like the opening song, which I have not even talked about because I am just out of it. Um, it was the Prior Procedure by Hold Steady off Open Door Policy. I like that part because he says, you know, that's why he instituted this open door policy. And that's what this show is, man. It's an open door. You want to come on? If you want to pop on for five minutes to talk about nothing, let's do it. I can invite you on here right now. If you text me right now and say, hey, let me on the podcast while I'm texting, like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> And then I'm thinking about um, when I do uh, some of the interviews, like not the interviews, the uh, guest podcasts, because I don't play music, so there's no copyright issues, that I might try to do those as a live stream. That might be kind of fun, where people can just sit there and listen to me talk nonsense in real time, and then debunk me in real time, because that's also the key. I say a lot of random stuff. I know I was talking about the mob the other night. I was probably wrong about 50,000 things. Because I haven't been as in tune with that for 10 years. So somebody could be like, yeah, Brandon, you're 100% wrong. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I still got an A-plus on that fucking, uh, that <laughs> that senior sim paper I talked about that was like 13 pages too long. I remember being so mad about that, man. I worked so hard over like, f I had that thing ready to go, and I wrote all 40 pages in like a three-day span. 40, 45 pages. I'm like, all right, cool. Now let's cut. And I took like a whole day just cutting stuff and rewriting and making sure everything flowed properly. And then he's like, oh, well, you know, we only needs to be about 16 to 20 pages at the max. I'm like, whoa, bro. You said like 24, which I may have got to 24. But when he said that, I'm like, there's no chance I can make 24 out of, like make it to 20. So this is a 28-page paper. You just want to deal with it, pal. And I'm talking like 28 pages before my like site sorted page what is it reference pages or whatever so before that so it was literally single single spaced you know margins whatever the college margins are it wasn't like a double spaced paper it was a single page space paper that was 28 pages long so pretty wonderful that's how I worked in college wait till the last second write all my papers I remember one semester I waited till the very end wrote three I was what I wrote I think it was two seven-page papers, all single-spaced, and a five-page paper, single-spaced. In the, in one night, I got A-minus on two of them and a B-minus on one. 
and that was the five-page one, which I really didn't care about at that point, and I bullshitted so damn hard on it. It was rough. I remember it was about a, it was a movie review. It was like a historical like documentary review. I can't remember what it was called anymore. It was something for Israel-Palestine conflict class with Amr Al-Azim, who was a fun, fun professor to have a Shawnee. I hate all the random noise going on right now because I'm carrying the mic, and I feel like this mic picks up a little bit more than other stuff. Like that. Yeah, I had a good time in college. I think we all did. Even JR back did, way back in the day. Him not learning a damn thing. Just partying all the time. Partying, partying, yeah. It is one of those nights, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sports, I guess we could jump into sports talk. I'm all over the place. This might be the worst episode we'll ever do. Because it's all pain in the ass moving all this stuff. I'm going to have to move it back in a couple of days once I get that desk. What sucks is I might be able to get the desk tomorrow. I might. I should be able to. Um, is that once I get it back, I'm not going to get to enjoy it. I got to go down to my parents. I got to go down to Ma's on Wednesday. And I got to do all that cool stuff. Probably go out, party it up, go down and see old LL Cool K, Midnight Keller himself on Wednesday. And then Thursday, do the family stuff. Might go down to Frankenstein's. Apparently there was uh, some incident at Frankenstein's the other night. I don't know. It made me mad, though. Somebody posted about it, but they did it intentionally to get themselves, like, interactions. You know what I mean? They were just super vague, like, oh, can't believe this has happened. Prayers for my friends. So everybody's like, what happened? Oh, and then it's like, what? I don't even know, because it made me so freaking mad when I started seeing all of, like, the eight people. So I'm like, this guy just wanted fucking interaction. That guy was a lame-o anyway. What's his name? Don't care. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's the problem. That's the problem with everybody, is that they're not like me. <laughs> I'm on it tonight. Oh, shit. I had Arby's. That's that's probably the problem. I had some, myself some Arby's. No, but like I don't know. I I get irritated with the social media stuff. I know Twitter's hilarious right now. Apparently, I'm still not getting on it. I'm still not given the satisfaction of whatever happening there. Um, I know we touched a little bit on politics the other night with Jake, basically about voting. And yeah, <laughs> if you're dead, make sure you vote Democrat. <laughs> It's fun. It's fun carrying the microphone around here, too. I can walk around if I need to, but I'm not. I am... Jesus. I need to focus up. This is this is a train wreck of an episode right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I have no idea what else I wanted to talk about tonight. I think I had a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know. I've been dealing with some... I, I, I try hard as an individual. As a, to be always try to be the bigger man, you know what I mean? Not like some self conf like oh look at me, I'm just I'm just better than you type thing. But I always feel like if you're always just trying to be the better person in a situation, as long as you both are trying to do that, you're creating the most ideal situation for everybody to strive. And that's one thing I always like. Like I said, strive. I just said strive, so we'll say it again. Strive. That's what I strive to do with people. Is that I'm always just trying to do what's best for them and what's best for me at the same time. You know, I don't try to be selfish. I always try to be as giving as I possibly can, you know. And but sometimes like it is it like everything. It's always difficult sometimes to do with certain people. And sometimes you get sick of always having to be the bigger person. And 
don't know. I've had a few. Been having odd dreams, I guess. I've been having some dreams about some old friends that I don't really associate with as much anymore. And it was some of it was most of it was just down to me having issues and not dealing with issues properly. And you know, I feel bad about it, but at the same time, I you know, I feel like something. I feel like my own feelings and personal space. Not so much personal space. My own feelings. My own what was going on in my life was not being respected. And same time, I said the devil's advocate in my head all the time. Same time, they didn't realize how bad it really was. I understand that, and but at the same time, a couple of them have never reached out to make sure I'm still doing okay, which kind of irritates me to no end. We're gonna get a little. I guess we're, let's find a new way to have a good episode. Let's get half hour in and figure out a new episode. Here we go. Uh, yeah, like. And these are people I was really close to that never reached out and just said, hey, are you doing okay? I know the last time we talked, you were talking about killing yourself. And you've never, and I don't know, it's just, it's frustrating, I guess. You know, just like, did I matter? And like I said, that's part of my own self-esteem issues, did I matter? Same time, I think the last time I talked to one of them, I literally said, hey, there's just no way forward for us right now. Or like something along those lines, like basically just saying, hey, we're not friends. Not saying that, but in a way, it definitely could be taken of that way. So I know that part of big part of that is on me. But at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like I shouldn't have to be the one to try to mend bridges. At the same time, I maybe have burnt those bridges all the way to the fucking ground. Who knows? And maybe it's shame. That's why I don't reach out and just try to mend those bridges. Maybe it's just like that little bit of shame that still lingers in my brain. Um... It doesn't let me kind of move forward on some of this stuff, but yeah, I don't know. But like, but it's been weirdly consistent with some of these dreams. It's just like you know, inner like just oh, I like come. I don't know. My dreams are always random. I know some people who have like these very vivid, very straight line story like dreams. I fucking envy you. My dreams don't make any goddamn sense ever. Like sometimes I'm going home and we're driving, and all of a sudden we're at the we're in a restaurant at the same time. And then everything turns into a restaurant. It turns out I've been walking the entire time. And it's just nonstop randomness in my head. But there's overarching themes, I guess. I don't know. what What's DMT even doing there, man? Um, no, but it's just like consistently the same people are popping up in these dreams of mine. And I, it makes me feel like i got to... Maybe it's my subconscious telling me it's time to kind of... Either... Not so... It might sound a little bit more dramatic than I want it to be. Like it's time to either burn that bridge completely down or try to mend the mend the fences here, or see where we're at moving forward. But I don't know. But talk about being the bigger man. I mean, is it too much to ask that sometimes I don't have to be the bigger man? That you could please be the bigger man for me. <laughs> you know, I'm a Monovan man. All the men in the Monovan family married women who told them exactly what to do and when to do it, and I love that idea. It's wonderful. I don't have to make a damn... Like, they never had to make a damn decision in their life. It's perfect. Because I know the decisions I'm going to make. They haven't been great, you know? <laughs> There's a reason why I got so fucked up. <laughs> it's because of my own decisions. Uh, it's also my... I guess it's not so much my own decisions. my own indecision, mostly. It's because I never made decisions. That was my biggest problem. I never made decisions about anything. I just... Uh, I come off so hard, like cold and not caring about so much stuff that it kind of pushed a lot of people away. That's my own faults. My own faults. I accept those faults, though. 
I don't know. It's just I I feel like I had a little bit. Like maybe it's also part of we're heading into um, the holiday season, and that's when you think more family and friends and stuff like that, more reflections. Um, also, at the same time, we're not too far. Uh, I guess we're just past the two-year marker where I really just I probably hit my absolute rock bottom. I think I talked about that time I had like two massive panic attacks back to back, and my mom had to come up here and literally sit with me because I didn't know what I was going to do to myself or if I was going to commit myself to a mental institution or what was going to fucking happen. I'm literally it's like two years and a week since then, so maybe that's part of it too. Like, kind of anniversary and your mind's playing with it, which I didn't even think about until afterwards. It's so weird how the subconscious works. I don't know. It's definitely something I'm going to explore with my therapist in a couple weeks. But you guys are my therapists. I just don't have to fucking pay ya. Woo! But that's the one thing I hate about being a bartender. I got to do all the therapy work for you with none of the pay. It was fun, wasn't it? I just sit there and listen to some insane stuff some nights, man. I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? I'm not trained for this. And if it doesn't work, you're mad at me. Sometimes, I I don't know. There was some, there was, what, what was her name? I don't remember her name anymore. Christine. Not my, like, really, really good friend Christine. A different Christine. She'd come in, and she was having marital problems. And she's just telling me all about her marital problems. And... I don't know, man. It, it, it's I don't know anything about marriage. There's a reason why Brandon is 32, single, and ready to mingle. <laughs> I am so weird, but it's awesome. Being weird's the best. Um, yeah, but I'm sitting there having to, like give these people pretty, pretty serious, uh, like <laughs> advice about stuff that one I'm not an expert in. Two. Even if it was an expert in, I don't know anything about your marriage. I think part of it was that she, he was really religious. Like, on the part, part of the religion side, it's like, drinking is the worst thing in the world. Which is hilarious. Um, even as somebody who is sober, drinking's not the worst fucking thing in the world. It's not even close. Forcing your religion onto other people and not letting other people live their lives is far worse than drinking. Um... But yes, but she would like to enjoy an occasional glass of wine or go out and have a drink. And he would just treat her like she was an alcoholic. Like, and it was driving her up the wall. Like, I think he would say some, if I'm thinking correctly, I don't think she ever outright, she never outright told me. But she did basically kind of say that um, he would basically just like call her an alcoholic and a bad mother because she would go out and like have a glass of wine with her friends at dinner. If they, like her and her friends from work would go out and eat or something like that, and she'd have a glass of wine. I'm, yeah, he would basically infer that she was a bad mom and that she drank too much and she was an alcoholic and she was a horrible example for their kids. And I'm pretty blunt <laughs> sometimes. I am, I told her straight, I'm like, get rid of his ass. Like, if if somebody's not going to willing to accept you for what is truly minor faults, I'm like, I'm like you, you can bring him in here and talk to me. I say, let me show you alcoholics, because I knew some of them. I'm friends with a lot of them, who were like, way hard, more hardcore than I ever was. Like I said, my issue is not so much alcoholism, my issue is depression mixed with alcohol is just a recipe for me to kill myself. Um, so, like, I know people who can't function, who literally shake and shiver because they haven't had a drink for three hours, you know what I mean? Let me show him those people and say, do you think she's this... And if he said yes, I'll slap him in the face. I told her that. I think I told her I'd slap him in the face. 
<laughs> I don't know if they stayed together. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I know that she ended up stopped coming around, so maybe, I don't know. Hopefully it wasn't one of those where she just had to sacrifice everything about herself. She had to sacrifice her own personality, her own ambitions, or her own, like, all that stuff for her that she had to sacrifice to him because he wants it. and He's not willing to. I don't know. Relationships are give and take. You know what I mean? That's what. That's why. At least I've always thought about it. It's like you know, hey, it's respecting other people's boundaries, respecting other people's feelings, respecting each other, and what each other have come from. You know, that's why I'm probably single. <laughs> Mostly, I guess I think I've talked about this before in the past. It's most I don't compromise. I don't like. No, I I do. I do to an extent. Like, you know, I will understand where you come from and all that other stuff. Like, you know, if you have a certain way you do things, I'm not going to stop you from doing it that way. Um, but my thing is, I'm not going to exist as a couple. It's just not going to work. We're not, hey, we're going to this, we're going to the wedding of my friend who you hate. Uh, no, I'm not doing that because I don't feel like doing that. But that becomes a thing of like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. That's my problem. I think that's pr- my problem to the T is the I don't give a shit. Because uh, I would say that all the time. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Like, you could probably define 23 to 20, probably 29-year-old Brandon as I don't give a shit. That was his life. That was literally his motto, probably. He probably said that more than anything else. And then from like 30, it was, I have no idea what's happening to me anymore. You know? You could probably define my life as hurt by Nine Inch Nails and that whole, what have I become my sweetest friend. That is probably the actual line from my year 2930. (laughs) It was, oh, not recognizing yourself anymore. Uh, Weird. Weird times, man. It's weird to think that's been like two years. At the same time, it's the same thing as sobriety. It's weird it's been two years, well over two years. I like how Jake didn't realize it was two years. I consider that guy my best friend. He knows nothing about me, that piece of garbage. <laughs> Gotta love Jake. Great guy. He helped me out through that more than he probably will possibly ever know. Him and Marta helped me so much through my uh, early days of sobriety that I don't think they'll ever understand how much I appreciate them. I, I don't know if I could ever say it to him either. Like, Because uh, I thought about saying it on the podcast, but I'm like, this will get weird, so we're not going to do it. Even though this podcast is already pretty goddamn weird. Uh, <laughs> especially this episode. We're all over the place, bro. We're having a good time. Great times. Wonderful times. And I know I'm like a half hour late, but we still got sports talk coming up. Um, and we still got the three songs of the week. And like I said, we got the, we got the jams. We got them mid-90s female power country pop country, whatever you want to call it. We got the three females. Three of the best ones, man. I've got all three of them picked out. It's going to be Hard. It's going to be so hard. I have raging confidence. <laughs> oh, I like how I just spent like the last like 15 minutes talking about some serious stuff. And I just undercut it all by saying I have raging confidence. I'm a smart guy. I'm a smart guy. I'm a compelling guy. I'm a wild guy right now. I don't know what's up with me, man. Ugh. Fucking Black Friday. It's coming, God. Does anybody understand why we still do Black Friday? Like, why is it such a thing? It's just, it's it's lame. It's stupid. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those things, even before it became massive and became super commercial like it is now, it was always lame. 
it was like not something that organically grew to a certain point, then became stupid like so many other great things that we used to have. Like even Christmas nowadays. Like Christmas throughout, like maybe it's just, maybe I'm getting old and cynical. But Christmas in the 90s didn't feel like it feels now. Not because I was just a kid, like I couldn't wait for Christmas, man. But geez, there was no stupid-ass Hallmark movies. There was no, like, just, it's October and people are putting their Christmas decorations up. There was no, ugh, I don't know, you know, it's just, there's just so much stuff now. It's so commercial and it's lame. <sighs> I don't get it. I don't get anything, man. I am in a different world, I think. I think I live in a different world in my mind than what the world is that is around me. I also think about that sometimes. Actually, talking about being in a different world around me, I always sometimes wonder, like, I'm trying to think of a good movie example. I guess Shutter Island would be kind of one where a guy is, like, living out this, like, completely different life, but it turns out in the end he's actually like, this completely crazy person. And, like, he's been living it all in his head. Um, spoilers. <laughs> Which I call that spoiler even before that movie came out. I'm like, yeah, he's probably the crazy one. He, he's probably looking for himself. And that's basically what happened. Anyway. I I wonder sometimes if I did commit myself two years ago. And this past two years have been me in an insane asylum. <laughs> living out this weird, weird life in my brain. <laughs> I guess it's like some people who believe that we're all in a simulation... I guess it's kind of an offshoot of that mentality. I know some people are like dead set. Yeah, we're in a simulation. That's what this is. Deja vu is somehow a glitch in the 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 coding or whatever. I don't know. I've never looked into it. I never cared about that. Who cares? What's the point? It's another one of those things Twitter douche like pushes because he's Twitter douche. I watched a funny in a video about him about how he's not great at anything he's ever done. Like even Tesla was like not his. Like, he kind of claims he created Tesla, and that's not the fucking truth at all. He didn't do it. He just bought in. And then every time he touched, he only has, like, one patent to his name, and it's about, I think, the batteries or some shit that constantly blow up. What a dumbass. But he's really rich, man. Ah, uh, lame. No matter how rich that guy gets, he's still lame. He's just a lame guy. Some guys, that's just, it sucks. We get it, man. Whatever. Whatever. Let's not talk about Twitter douche. Let's talk about a little bit of sports talk. The Boston Bruins are fucking killing it, man. They're absolutely killing it. I mean, they have been outstanding from the first puck drop this year. I think they've won 11 straight home games now. Beat Chicago 6-1 yesterday. McAvoy's back. Marshawn's back. Like... I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's still it's still very early days. I mean, it's not even December yet. We're four, we're like four months away, five months away from playoff time. Let's see where we're at then. You know, but it's been a lot of fun to see. You know, everybody's playing really well. Depth defenders jumping in. You know, our fourth line actually playing well. Krejci's a game changer, man. It makes those lines so much better. So much more depth and scoring. We actually have a second line that isn't hindered at all. And the third line's starting to play well. It's just, oh, we've been fantastic. I wish it could have came out and seen us beat the shit out of that second-rate garbage franchise in Columbus, that Blue Jackets garbage. Uh, I think it was like, what, four, five, nothing? Just, just, ugh. Ugh. 
like playing a minor league hockey team. That's what we got in Columbus is a minor league hockey team. Maybe even amateur hockey team. I mean, Boone Jenner's the captain. What a joke. <laughs> oh, he'd kick my ass if he ever saw me. Or he'd look at me and say, who? Uh, it's fun, 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 fun. Um, but other sports talk. I know uh, League Two and League One are still playing through the World Cup, which is I've kind of forgot about for some reason. Because like hardly any of them are going. I mean, I know Portsmouth lost one guy to the Welsh team, Joe Morrell. Um, I know they drew nil nil with Derby. It was at home. Really wish you could have got that win. Derby's one of the promotion teams as well, pushing. Um, and then Tranmere lost 2-0 to Accrington, or no, they lost to AFC Wimbledon, not Accrington Stanley, they lost to AFC Wimbledon 2-0, got a red card from the, I think the kid on loan from Southampton, Simeo, I think he's the one, I think he's the loanee. So I don't know, you know, not going to be a whole lot, because I don't get to watch this as much, I only get to follow what's on the app that I have, One Football, which is a great app if you're a soccer fan, I want to get into soccer, I want to you know, follow certain things, give you some great stuff. Problem is, they want to send me a whole bunch of updates about the World Cup, and it's like, I... Talk about being, like, too commercial, man. Also, like, this is the last one before they expand it. It goes from 32 teams to 48 teams, and it's just... It's perfect at 32. It's perfect. It might even be worth cutting teams out. You can go to 28 or something like that, and maybe, you know, figure something out to where that works. But 40... Going to the 48 teams... It's just like almost everything. Like keep expanding it. Like bigger doesn't mean better. The only thing that needs to expand is college football playoff. That's the only thing that needs to expand. Nothing else really does. Like hockey really much is perfect at 16. It's odd because it's like half the teams get in the playoffs. But there typically is about 14 good teams in the NHL. <laughs> like so, like you know, you and every once in a while you get that 8 seed. Like a couple years ago when the, uh, you know, the trash Blue Jackets down here Beat the Lightning in the first round. One, Tortorella was should have been fired that season if they did not win that playoff series. That team was way too good to be an eight seed. Way too good. Panarin, Bob, like oh, they had a really really good team, and they were an eight seed because they underperformed all year. Then they got hot, took a team out, then ran into the Bruins, and Bruins beat the shit out of them because obviously because you know once again, Blue Jackets aren't a real hockey team. Um, heh. Uh, no, but like I said, like, you know, you usually get that, and I know, but then you start getting more rumblings about expanding the NHL playoffs. I'm like, fucking half the league's in the league, in the playoffs. Talking about expanding. And they're like, well, well, you know, the Montreal Canadiens made the finals a couple years ago, and they weren't even made the playoffs in a regular year. Ugh, stupid. They didn't earn their place. I'm not a huge fan of playoffs anyway. You know what I mean? You sit there and tell these guys to play 80 games overseas and to prove who's the best. And then, you know, a bad injury, an injury late, uh, not playing the best at the right time completely fucks over that whole season that you dominated. It's kind of weird. But I understand it at the same time. It's nice. It's it's cool to have a big, you know, who's the champion this year. But, like, the year, like the two years the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I think both years they were 9-7. and seven. They, Were they really the best team that lost seven times during a season? Another team that got hot in the right time, and Eli Manning is underrated goat. You know, that guy made two of the greatest throws in Super Bowl history, and they're like, he's not a Hall of Famer. What are you talking about? I know everybody talks about the throw to David Tyree who catches it on the helmet in the undefeated game, 
which the seventeen and zero game basically, which is or not seventeen and zero, the nineteen and zero game, which is still uh, the greatest Super Bowl ever, just because of what was on the line. And then the other one where he uh, Eli drives down the field and wins the game, and the second time they played, which I can't remember Super Bowl like two thousand thirteen. Um, the throw he makes to Mario Manningham on the sideline is perfect. The guy was weirdly good when he had to be. He was otherworldly good. I don't think Peyton ever had that. Peyton never had that moment. As great as Peyton Manning was, he never had that moment in the playoffs. I can't think of one. But yeah, Eli has two legitimate just holy shit. Only he could have made that throw. Moments in NFL history. But he's done a little favor. Shut up. You don't know nothing. And neither do I. Also, Eli's funnier. I like Eli. Uh, yeah, what is going on in the NFL? I don't care. I just don't care about the NFL. NBA is the same thing. I don't give a shit. I don't care about those two things. They're dumb. They're mostly dumb. I know Ohio State won. Cool. I used to like... I used to, Man, I used to be so obsessed with Ohio State growing up. And now I just... Like, I'm not actively rooting from the lose ever. You know, if they win, awesome. I know they play Michigan this week. Hopefully they beat Michigan just because I still have a little bit of that from my younger days of fuck Michigan, man. Muck Michigan. Which that's even became lame. I think Michigan Weeks even become so commercialized it's kind of lame. They start, like, singing, uh, was it, don't give a damn about the whole state of Michigan, like, ugh, and you just hear it nonstop, and it's just, uh, we get it, we get it, you have no personality outside of football, we get it. <laughs> God. Oh, but I'm excited to get this desk in. That's the end of Sports Talk, right? That's the end of Sports Talk. I don't think this thing's working. That's, there we go. That's the end of Sports Talk. I don't know what the first button I pushed was. <laughs> Amateur hour, man, it's 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 a wild time for Brandon. I gotta get this desk in. I gotta get built. I got an end table I gotta get done. When I get that desk built, I'm gonna have the oh, it's gonna be wonderful. I'm gonna have the perfect little podcast station. I'll have this little I have if there was a video one, you would see the very, very dirty table behind me, but you'd see the monitor on it. I can run the monitor and run the camera off that and have the computer off to the side. And I need to buy another little like a uh, power station type thing, you know, like a basically like an extension cord, but little one that has a whole bunch on there so I can Run it properly. I wish I knew enough about electrical stuff that I could fix these fucking outlets, but I probably won't, man. I probably will never do that. Do I want to talk about anything else tonight? I feel like I'm missing something I really wanted to talk to you guys about. I already talked about cute kids. Then you weren't a cute... <laughs> greatest moment. It's the greatest moment. It's the greatest moment. Outside of the first time you hear Lauren Keller's voice... It's the best moment in podcast history. Not just my podcast. Any podcast. Write it down. Uh, let's jump in to the three songs of the week. That's right. Once again, we have a theme. For the first time ever, we have a theme. Uh, it is female country artists from the mid-90s and some of their best songs. And by female country artists, I mean like more like the the radio ones. I'm not going to, you know, throw like Cheryl Crow or Amy Lou Harris or, you know, some other fantastically great 
you know, uh, Patty Griffin, like them, I understand. They're they're incredible cat power, which that's a little more 2000s. I understand I'm getting a little bit out of the time range. I'm talking about the ones you would pop on the radio after you got off the school bus or some shit, and you're like, oh, man, here it comes. The badass twang. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, song number one, ladies and gentlemen. Is off. Let's see. Is this the one from the soundtrack? Hold on. I want to make sure I pick the one from the soundtrack. Wrong song name. Because I knew it was recorded by two different people. And they both came out in a weird, like... I don't know. They came out like... Like, this song was released by two different artists, like, a year apart, which is very weird. It's like one song kind of wraps up, it's time on the radio, and here comes somebody else who plays. And it's not like it's like a kind of a remix. It's literally the same exact song. Everything's the same, except the person singing it's different. So I just got to make sure I'm picking the right one. I'm 99% sure it's Trisha Yearwood. Yes, it is. Trisha Yearwood. It's off the Con Air soundtrack. It's How Do I Live Without You. Oh, man. One of the great, 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 fantastic, wonderful, all-time great movie tie-in songs. Outside of uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Armageddon, which is the only good thing about Armageddon. Everything else about that movie is trash. I wanted to talk to Jake about that. About the only time I've ever really been mad at Jake, ever, in our 25-year-old friendship, is when he said Armageddon was a good movie. That's the only time I've ever been mad at him. Because that movie's not good. It's not good. It's not good, Jake. It's not good at all. Anyways, let's stop talking about Armageddon, and let's play How Do I Live by Trisha Yearwood, song number one, this week. Uh-uh-uh-uh, man. What a great song by Trisha Yearwood. Like I say, like a year later, Leanne Rhimes releases the same exact song. I don't think she has that sexy-ass sax solo, though. Um, so what's the point? You know what I mean? It's like taking a guitar, like playing a Van Halen song and taking a guitar solo out. You know what I mean? It's iconic. <laughs> song number one of the week, Trisha Yearwood's How Do I Live. What a fun movie Con Air is. I don't know, have I ever talked about my uh, my conspiracy theory about Con Air? One, there's, there, I think there's two things about Con Air. What's the other one? I don't know. My conspiracy about Con Air is that Wesley Snipes was supposed to play Nicolas Cage's character. Oh, I, I, I think of my second one. Let's actually just talk about the second one. Second one. Let's we'll go back to the first one. So, if you've never seen Con Air, the movie is about a man who's from. I think he's from Mississippi. I think Cameron Poe's from Mississippi, but he kind of sounds like. He's from Louisiana. But at the same time, I think he's supposed to be from the Florida Panhandle. And it's a mess. My thing is, I am 99% sure that none of that was in the script. Like where he is from, the accent, and all that stuff. I don't think that was ever in the script. I think Nicolas Cage showed up the first day of shooting and just started talking in that accent when they said action. And then they realized he was not going to not do the accent. And then so they said, oh, shit. We just got to go with this. 
So there was rewrites, and that's how that happened. I think the whole accent from Con Air was improvised on the spot by Nick Cage and just added to the movie, and it was awesome. It was awesome. I like Con Air a lot for, one, the cast is incredible. I mean, you've got, like, Ving Rhames, you got uh, John Malkovich, you got John Cusack, you got Cole Mirney, obviously Nick Cage, Dave Chappelle's in there, I mean, Steve Buscemi. I mean, it's a deep, deep cast of just great actors. Mikkel T, is it Mikkel, I always forget if it's Mikkel T. Williamson, Bubba, Bubba Gump. Um, it's a fantastic film. Fantastic. Um, excuse me. But I love this song, you know, especially the ending when uh, Cameron finally meets his daughter and that bunny's all med- like wet and nasty and he still tries to give it to her and then, oh man, it's, it's good stuff. My other theory about that movie and about why Wesley Snipes was supposed to play Nick Cage. Tell me how much sense this makes, ladies and gentlemen. You are a United States veteran. You have fought in the war, Gulf War. The math works, or the years work out, like probably a Gulf War veteran. Maybe Grenada, I guess, if he's been in prison for eight years. Um, right? Grenada's like 86? I can't remember. Uh, anyway, tell me how much this makes sense. You're a veteran. You come home, you go see your wife, some guy makes a rude comment to her in front of everybody, everybody sees this, everybody sees it, everybody's witness to him hitting on your wife in front of you and saying some threatening things to you, right? Right? Okay, follow me along. That night, it's raining outside, it's raining, lower visibility, okay? That guy who threatened you in the bar lies in wait with two of his friends, and they do have weapons, like a knife. I think they have a knife, if I'm thinking correctly. They lie in wait to kick your ass. Three on one. You fight back and you accidentally kill one of them. Do you really think you're going to get eight years in prison for that? I don't think so. I don't think so. But the only way that is, is if you're a black man in the South. And that's why I believe Wesley Snipes was supposed to be in Con Air. It's kind of a fucked up thing to think, but hey, it kind of works out that way, because the only way you'd ever think is that you're a white war hero in the South, and you fight the guy who insulted your wife at a bar that everybody saw, then he lies in waits with weapons with two of his friends to fight you, and you accidentally kill one fighting back, they're going to say, oh yeah, you got to go to prison for eight years, pal. Like, yeah, that doesn't happen to a white guy in the South. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen, especially in the mid-90s, man. And that was like, and the reason I say Wesley Snipes because he was like that was his time in the mid '90s. It's not too far from Demolition Man, which is wonderful. Uh, Drop Zone, which is something Dave always tries to get me to watch, but I tell him to go f himself, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my theory on Con Air. That Wesley Snipes was supposed to be Nick Cage, and also the accent was completely made up on the spot by Nick Cage. Um, yeah. Like seriously, think about. It. And then the the lawyer who was um oh what's he in? He's in Stargate, he's in um Jurassic Park three. He's in a couple other things. I always like him when he pops up. Oh, what's his name? He was in a really good Western movie a couple years ago. Oh, but he's the lawyer and he sucks at his job so bad. <laughs> he gets the war hero eight years in prison. It's like, oh just pre guilty, you'll be fine. Eight years. Whoops, my bad. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched Con Air for a while. That'll be on the watch list here soon. By the way, that Sam Rockwell movie retrospective, that's coming at some point eventually. I know I talked about that like three months ago about doing it. I'll eventually do that. 
Uh, so let's move on to uh, song number two of the week. I call this song the Born to Run of the mid-90s female country music. Um, it has the same vibes, you know, getting in the car, hitting the road, man, never coming back with some highway heroes, you know. It's jammed with highway heroes on a last chance power drive, except this time you're flipping a goddamn coin, you're trying to figure out which way you're going, east or west. It's Heads Carolina, Tails California by Joe D. Messina. The truest definition of a slapper, a banger, and a certified twanger, if I've ever heard one myself. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful stuff. Jody Messina with Heads Carolina, Tales California. And ladies and gentlemen, how cold it's freaking been. I am in the same idea. Also, Heads Carolina, Tales California, it better be hit, you know, it better be uh, hitting heads. It's, it's Carolina. It's Carolina, kid. Uh, I don't know. Never hear. I haven't had that same romantic idea of California as much as uh, a lot of my other friends do. I don't know. It's not that I don't like California. I think I would love to go and go see Redwoods and all that stuff. I think I'd rather go Northern California than Southern California. I would like to maybe hit up San Diego, San Diegans, uh, San Diegoites. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, San Diego, pop over to Tijuana when needed. When I kill somebody by accident, go hide in Tijuana for a little while. You know, it's where uh, Terriers was set. Ocean Beach, San Diego. What a wonderful show. If you've not watched Terriers, make sure you go watch Terriers. It's on Hulu, man. Great FX show from like 11 years ago now. Oh my God. Fantastic, fantastic show. One of my favorite shows. Only one season, but it's a perfect season. It really is a perfect season. Um... Yeah, but I'd, I'd much rather go to Carolina than I don't. At the same time, I don't give a shit about the ocean. The ocean's lame, bro. It's just this. It's just this. You know, sleeping monster just sitting there, just ready to just eat you up. It's got some crazy whales in there. You got you've got Cthulhu sweeping the bottom of that shit. Why would you want to go to the ocean? Go to the mountains of Carolina, man. Been up in the mountains. It's wonderful. No Bigfoots in sight. Uh, what are we talking about, Brandon? Um, yes, that was song number two, Jody Messina. <laughs> it's Carolina Tales, California. Like I said, a slapper, a banger, and a certified twanger. <laughs> <laughs> song number three. I really hope like the sound's not been crazy because I've been carrying the microphone and I like the I like the I like the you know my hands like to fly everywhere when I'm talking. This last song is quite the freaking track quite a song about some you know youthful love man from like you know those you know those those warm summer days of youth you find the man of your dreams and he's he's going to college you know what i mean he goes to college in the summer but he comes back and ooh 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 spend the nights underneath them that that southern moon man <laughs> What the fuck am I doing? It's Deanna Carter. It's Strawberry Wine, 17. Hot July Moon. Saw everything. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, my good God almighty, Deanna Carter. How could you do that to us? It's beautiful. It's too wonderful, isn't it? It's just too wonderful. Strawberry Wine by Deanna Carter. Truly, truly. It's one of those songs that, you know, maybe you heard it when you were a child, but now you listen to it and it's a whole different meaning, man. Oh, it's a great, 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 great track. Good track, one great track, wonderful track. Oh, shit. 
yeah, like I said, there's just such a nice little nostalgia feel to it. Like, you know, especially like they have a little bit more. That's what I liked about a lot of that mid-90s country stuff. They still had a little bit of that blues influence. Now it's just, we have the hip-hop influence. We're just so cool. Look at my feathered hair. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. Bro, country, go whop yourself. Uh, what am I talking about? Anyway, man, Strawberry Wine, what a great track. Just a beautiful song. Hot July moon saw everything. First Taste of Love. Oh, it's bittersweet. It's a great track, great lines. Got a little bit of everything. Got a little bit of organ in there. You got a little bit of the violin. Yeah, that sick-ass guitar at the end, bro. It almost rivals Britney Spears' crazy for guitar solos. Uh, anyway, man, what a... I think I picked three songs. I need to do a little bit more themes. I had a lot of fun coming up with the themes. I almost did Independence Day, Mar- Martina McBride, which is also a great track. But then I went with Trisha Yearwood, because two of them, Strawberry Wine and Heads Carolina Tales California, were on there before I even had the idea of doing the theme night. It was already there. It was already on. So, you know what I mean, man? You know what I mean? I don't know anything. I don't even know what I mean half the time. So how do you know what I mean? Oh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, actually. (laughs) Like, the theme was a lot of fun. I ought to do that more often. I think we've had a good time tonight, actually. I think I've, I've somehow just completely... Flew by the seat of my pants into an okay episode. It may not win me any awards or anything like that, but it definitely, it may not, also may not win me any more fans, but it may not lose me any either, which is the key, I guess, is to continue growing. And if we grow, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you like, share, subscribe, support, help anybody you know that would love to listen to this podcast. Tell them where to find it. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, man. It's taking over. It's going to take over the vacuum that is once Twitter falls apart. Everybody will be seeking something else, and they will find this podcast. And probably not. Anyways, what the f- what am I talking about? Uh, yeah, like I said, like, share, subscribe, support. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. It is Sunday night, so we've done three songs of the week. We had a little bit of sports talk. We had some life talk in there, man. Talk about the dreams. Talking about everything. I threw shit at the wall, and I saw what stuck. We had a great, great three songs, didn't we? If you have an idea for a theme night, let me know. I'll pick up three songs, and we'll do that. We had a great Springsteen song of the week. Um, Yeah, what else? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know anymore, man. So I guess thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. I'll be back next Thursday. Or not next Thursday. What the hell am I talking about? Next Sunday with three songs of the week. Or oh, might still have another Springsteen song of the week if I remember to do it. Um, and I'll probably talk about the stuff that I wrote down that I never noticed what I was supposed to talk about this week. I didn't do any lost watching. Um, the only thing I've been watching is the rest of the development. And I don't know if I've watched anything else, really. Weird. Um, whatever, man. That's the sound of my mustache touching the microphone. Yep, it's that time of the night. Chaos time. Anyways, um... Yeah, if you want to be on the show, let me know. Um, if you have questions, let me know. And if you have answers, let me know. Yeah, I'll see you next time. Uh, this has been Brandon. This has been Monster Eight the Pilot. This has been Sunday Nights, man. This has been Wild. This has been Innocent. This has been the E Street Shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's chaos. So what the fuck am I talking about now? 
I think I did better with cursing this week until right then. Uh, I mean, I mean, I've cursed because I obviously I curse. I mean, how can you not curse when you listen to Deanna Carter sing Strawberry Wine? I mean, how does that not get you a nice old goddamn? Uh, more any three of those songs. Three of them are great, man. Mid nineties country. Let's let's not. We're not into the show just yet. Mid nineties country was the dopest time to be growing up. The 90s were the dopest time to be growing up in terms of music. It's insane how much cool stuff was going on. Like we talked about, I think I talked about a couple weeks ago. You had all that stuff going on. Deanna Carter, Jody Messina, Martina McBride, Trisha Yearwood, Faith Hill. All all these lasses just absolutely kicking ass. And it was awesome. You wonder where all these feminists came from? It's come listening to that hard-ass shit. That's where it came from. Um, I'm losing it now. Then you also had like insane stuff. You had Ska doing its crazy-ass thing. You know, you had... I didn't... I mean, I like a lot of Ska, actually, so whatever. Ska came before reggae. Deal with it. And then you had, like, swing music kicking ass for a while. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Then you had, like, California Punk, like Green Day and Blink-182 and No Effects. Uh, Pennywise. I guess that's more in the 80s. I think Pennywise is a little more in the 80s. Uh, let's see. What else? I mean, shit. Yeah, the hardcore-ass gangster rap at the very beginning of the decade. You had Nirvana changing the fucking game. You had Pearl Jam doing their crazy-ass thing. You had fucking Eddie Vedder climbing on shit everywhere. It was a great time to be alive, man. It was a great time to wake up one day and have no idea what you were as a person because you're like six. See that stuff and realize nothing. Because, I don't know, it's still six. You know what I mean? You don't really develop much in six. (laughs) But I am kind of weirded out by how much I know about the mid-90s and stuff like that. Like, because really, I'm... Little like I'm born 1990. I really shouldn't have that much attachment to it. But like I blow Dave's mind sometimes. Dave is older than me by a few years, so like he grew up like you know his actual development age is the mid 90s. But yet I sit there and will sometimes know more than he will about certain things. Maybe like I said, I know me and Jake talked about it, like my incredible memory and stuff like that. I just I can attach myself to certain memories so hard, and it's like remember names and faces like Judd Bushler from the fucking Bulls from the mid '90s, Tony Kukoc, all those good guys. But I guess really any kid my age knows everybody from the Chicago Bulls teams from the mid '90s. Yeah, but I would I sometimes just like he's like, how do you know that? Because I really shouldn't. Whatever, you know, whatever, man. I'm just a highly intelligent guy surrounded by really dumb friends. Ooh, in your face, Jade. Call me a sad-ass clown again, I dare you. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get together this week, I will be in Portsmouth Wednesday night. Um, yeah, let me know. If you want to grab, uh, I'll grab a soda water line. If you want to grab yourself a drink and hang out a little bit and talk, let me know. It'll be a good time. We'll have a good time, a wonderful time, great times, all the good stuff. All that. You can give me your ideas for the podcast in person. You can let me know you want to be on the show in person if you want to as well. Um, Other than that, I think this is it. I think this is it. I think the chaos is finally wearing off. Once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. I will see you next Sunday. Peace out, friends and neighbors. Right? I feel like there's one more thing I need to say, but I can't think of what I need to say. Thank you again, Anchor, I guess. I I don't know. We'll figure it out. Whatever. Shut up. Uh, Whatever. Shut up, Brandon.